You're listening to the Metro LA Podcast, an official podcast of the LA International Church of Christ. Good morning. My name is Vince Flowers, and I'll be co-preaching with Casey today. We want to start out by thanking Robert for giving us this opportunity to share God's Word with you. Our sermon title is Always Christianity. And we call it that because as Christians, we're called to be always joyful, always prayerful, and always thankful. Which comes from 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 16, 17, and 18, which says, Rejoice always, pray continually, and give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. And I'll be preaching the first two points, always joyful and always prayerful, and Casey will be preaching the last point, always thankful. And I just want to do a temperature check real quick and ask you a couple questions. How joyful are you? How prayerful are you? And how thankful are you? Not yesterday, not tomorrow, but today, right now in this moment. How joyful, how prayerful, and how thankful are you? In 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 16, we're called to rejoice always. And I don't know about you, but I have those days when I wake up on the wrong side of the bed, when nothing seems to go right, when everything seems to go wrong, but, and you probably have those days too, but nevertheless, you're called and I'm called to rejoice always. And that might seem impossible if you confuse joy and happiness. Joy, and let's start off with happiness. Happiness and your happiness is the result of your happenings or your happenstance. While joy is altogether different. Joy, and particularly rejoice, the word, the English word rejoice is translated from the Greek word kairiro, which means glad for God's grace. And that reminds me of one of Dave Ramsey's famous sayings. Whenever he's asked a question, how are you doing? He always responds the same way. And what he says is this. He says, I'm better than I deserve. And I appreciate that response because it really illustrates and demonstrates that he understands God's grace. He truly understands God's grace. And after all, any day above ground is a good day. It's been said, I got 99 problems, but God ain't one. And on that note, I want to look at three reasons that we have to rejoice. There are plenty of reasons. There are, in fact, hundreds of reasons, thousands of reasons. There are innumerable reasons for us to rejoice in the Lord. But I just want to highlight three. The first one is God's word. How much are you investing your stay-at-home time in God's word? How about God's son? You know, for me, I, I, I was convicted recently when I was thinking about, I was taking communion one day and I thought, wow, I don't think about Jesus nearly as much as I need to. I definitely think about him on Sundays, but throughout the week, sometimes that's lacking. And then the third thing is, God's church. How grateful are you for God's church? 
I know that the fellowship these days is, is Zoom fellowship. And I, I understand that Zoom fatigue, Zoom gloom, and Zoom hangovers are real, but it's better than the alternative. We're not, send, we're not writing letters to each other. We're not sending carrier pigeons to each other. We're, we, we get a chance to embrace technology. And, and I want us to be grateful. And I want to be grateful for YouTube, which is allowing us to connect right now and talk right now, for Zoom, as I said, and any other technology that allows us to connect in, in these pandemic times. And what's amazing about God's word, God's son, and God's church is that we all, we've enjoyed all three of those during the Lord's service. Let's move on to point number two, which is always prayerful. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 17, we're called to pray continually. And the primary reason that God wants us to pray continually is because our Father in heaven wants a relationship with you and with me. It's amazing. Think about it. The almighty God of the universe craves a connection with each and every one of us. That's, that's encouraging. You know, that's why we're called to pray, and that's why the Bible calls, and that's why God calls us to pray in season and out of season. And there are four seasons of life. There's the pre-season, there's the regular season, there's the postseason, and there's the off-season. And I know that 2020 might feel like one big off-season, but I promise you that nothing that's happened in 2020 surprises God. Always prayerful. The English word continually in the Greek is pronounced adialiptos, which means incessantly or unceasingly. And that's exactly how we prayed last week at our 12-hour regional time of prayer. And we're also called to pray consistently and to pray persistently, just like the persistent widow who was stubborn in prayer. I put before you, if prayer is like breathing, then some of us need to stop holding our breath. Instead, we're called to pray every day in every way. We're called to, you know, I want to call us to pray with our holy hands up and our holy hands down. We're called to pray on our feet and on our knees. Now let's look at three different ways that we can pray continually. There, once again, there are numerous ways for us to pray, but I'm just going to highlight three of them. Number one, adoration. We can praise God and praise, we, we praise God for who he is, not for what he does. Confession. We could all benefit from more prayers of repentance and intercession. We have the opportunity to pray for, to pray to God for other people. And I know for me, that's one thing that I've been doing lately. I've decided that and I've been praying for each and every person in my group by name. And it's been great because it's allowed me to, even though I can't see people physically, I'm still able to have a spiritual connection with them. And if, if that's something that, that's lacking in your life, I want to encourage you to do the same. I know it's encouraged me a lot. I want to close 
And before I hand off the sermon to Casey, who's going to talk about gratitude, I want to close with this quote by Charles Spurgeon. And I picked this quote because it because Charles Spurgeon was speaking to always Christianity. He was calling. He was he was talking about our need to to be prayerful always, to be thankful always and to be joyful always. And he really spoke to how all three of those go hand in hand. And this is what he said. And I quote, when joy and prayer are married, their firstborn child is gratitude. Take it away, Casey. Good morning, family. My name is Casey Esmond, and I'm just excited to be able to preach God's word to you this morning. You know, I appreciate Vince for starting us off right and passing it off to me. And I just love the way how he put it. And he says, when joy and prayer are married, their firstborn child is gratitude. I'm just grateful for him putting that into perspective. And I will be continuing our sermon with this final point in First Thessalonians 5, 18. And it says, give thanks in all circumstances, for it is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. You know, some other virgins, virgins, it says, give thanks in all things, you know, and I just appreciate this. You know, I think about a story when I was I was ungrateful. You know, I was catching the bus and I had jobs in Glendale and Torrance and Inglewood. And I remember just being on the bus and staring at the windows and everybody's just driving by in their in their cars. And I've just been feeling so ungrateful and just been thinking about negative thoughts been going through my head, you know, like, oh, at least, you know, this bus won't run out of gas, you know, and and just many things that that I've been thinking about. But I'm grateful that I was able to to have an uh, opportunity to go to work, transportation and go to work, be protected as I go to work and come home and most importantly, provide for my family. You know, I'm just and that what brings me thankful. That's why I'm thankful for that, you know, but I'll be continuing our sermon today and giving thanks in all circumstances for this is. God's will for you in Christ Jesus. You know, reading the scripture, I ask myself two things. One, you know, why is it important to give thanks in all circumstances? And two, why did Paul encourage the people to do so? So I look back a few chapters and I notice a few things. In chapter one, you know, Paul explains that he is thankful for God, for the Thessalonians endurance through suffering. And in, and in chapter, in the next chapter, Paul, Paul continually expresses his gratitude for the Thessalonians. You know, and I love the way how Paul puts this in 1 Thessalonians 5, I mean, I'm sorry, 1 Thessalonians 2, verse 13. And it goes, we also thank God consistently because when you receive the word of God, which you receive from us, you accept it not only as the word of men, but as it truly is God's word, which is working in you who believe. You know, I don't know about you, but when I'm going through different challenges, different struggles, you know, it's very challenging for me at times to turn to God's word. You know, I remember a time when I was struggling to be thankful in all circumstances when I crashed our car. You know, this is our car. You know, it's, it's, as you can see, you know, it wasn't a great turnout for the car. But for me, you know, I came out safe, you know, but I was feeling very disappointed in myself, very discouraged. You know, I kept thinking about how much money I had invested in this car and, and, you know, I, just all that went to waste. And the next day, my wife, you know, she got us a rental and went to collect the belongings from the car and we found a place that, that, you know, took the car in 
and gave us $500 for the parts and also for the title. You know, my wife, you know, she's so sweet. She kept mentioning to me that, you know, it's okay. You know, the car did its job by protecting you. And that's why we have insurance for these times. You know, so she was grateful I was okay and that God protected me. You know, but for me, you know, I was going through different thoughts, different emotions. You know, I, I was like, God, why did you do this to me? You know, and, and just different feelings that was happening. You know, I was like, maybe if I was more grateful back then when I was on the bus, you know, this wouldn't happen. And then I'm like, you know what? The Lord gives and the Lord takes away. And I'm like, why, Lord? You know, and I'm just going back and forth. And I just had to be grateful because, number one, you know, we had insurance and we could we could afford a rental. We could afford a rental. And that, you know, God blessed us with a brand new car, you know, in, in, in a week's time. You know, so that's something to be grateful for. You know, but I had to fix my eyes on Jesus to see it. Excuse me, to see it that way. You know, I believe this message is especially important for us because of the times that we are in now. You know, reading this in context, I see that Paul was grateful for the Thessalonians' response in the midst of suffering. They received the message, they accepted the message, and I believe that produced great thankfulness in them. So what stands out here? The Thessalonian church was under great persecution, and Paul encouraged them to be thankful. You know, isn't it amazing that we have the word, we have the Bible to encourage our faith? And this letter, you know, it was written for them, written for them back then. But today it really encourages our faith and, and help us to apply it in, the, in today's times. And when I read this letter, I'm like, wow, just it kind of takes me back in time to see how God, you know, was working through the people back then. And and now, you know, we can use it today, you know, and, and be grateful for for his word to be available for us and be thankful. You know, my daughter, you know, she's 14 months old, going on five years old. And when we give her you know, uh, a snack or her bottle. She says, she goes, thank you. When she says, thank you, she points her finger. She goes, thank you. You know, I don't know where she gets that from. Probably her mom. But I know for me, I'm like, I need to be thankful like my, my little girl, you know, but the scripture says to be thankful in all circumstances. You know, think about a time when you were facing persecution. You know, it may differ for many, but maybe something small or maybe it could be something big. Or maybe a time when you were under great distress and felt like so many things was happening at once, you know, and it's been about eight months since the pandemic, pandemic, you know, dealing with injustice for many years, you know, maybe facing financial hardship, you know, the anticipation of our new who will be our new president and then having a new president and now thinking, OK, now what is what is going to happen in the next four years? You know, just even the the, the little struggles that we deal with from a day-to-day basis. You know, how does that make you feel? You know, I know for me, I'm like, I cannot wait till 2020 is over. And in the midst of all these things, I ask myself, you know, can I be thankful? You know, in the midst of everything that's been going on, can you be thankful in it? You know, but here's some thoughts I have on being thankful in all circumstances. I believe that thankfulness should characterize a disciple's life in every circumstances, Not thanks for everything, but thanks in everything. So what does that mean? Well, we should not thank God for evil things because evil does not come from God. But when evil strikes, we can be thankful for God's presence and for the good that God will accomplish through hardship. And we don't thank God for COVID, but we thank God for being with us through COVID and just getting 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 us through 
many difficult, challenging situations. You know, the misunderstanding that comes from thinking that, you know, we're supposed to give thanks for everything when God is leading us to give thanks in everything. Why? Because he is with us through it all. Now, it reminds me of a passage in Hebrews 13, 5. It says, never will I leave you. Never will I forsake you. You know, when going through difficult, different, different circumstances, we can always be reminded of those words. And the good thing is that it is God's words. It's our Father's word, our Father in heaven words to us. And we get that from the Bible. You know, also in Psalms 118, it says to give thanks to the Lord for he is good and his love endures forever. You know, we trust and give thanks because of God, what God has done and who God is. You know, I'm like, wow, you know, that's just something to be thankful for. You know, giving thanks to the Lord, not because, you know, I have so much, but because of what I do have and what God allows me to have. You know, sometimes we just need to be reminded that God is good and that God love endures forever. But what can happen when we do not obey this passage? Well, being ungrateful is what can stop us from being thankful in all circumstances. You know, an ungrateful heart can turn us into bitter, selfish, dissatisfied people. But a true spirit of thankfulness can help us restore contentment and the joy of our salvation. You know, Paul ends it. I love how Paul ends it right here. You know, he goes, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. You know, what is God's will for you in the current situation that you are in? You know, now he doesn't say maybe it is his will for you. He says it is his will for you. You know, I look at my daughter at times and I just smile. You know, I love her so much and I, I just want the best for her. You know, I want her to be happy. You know, I want her to be safe, feel love, you know, feel taken care of and not to worry about anything. And then, and then there's times where she'll get hurt. You know, she'll fall, she'll hurt herself and she'll start crying. And the first thing she does is she runs to mommy. She runs to daddy and we hold her, we comfort her. You know, we give her a kiss. We let her know everything is all right. And I know, you know, what, we cannot take the pain away but we can help her through it. You know, I can give her a kiss, let her know everything's all right. I can rub her back. Just let her know that daddy's here through it, you know? And I know we still feel pain. We'll still feel hurt. You know, we'll still have these, these challenges, but we can be assured that God loves us so much and that he wants the best for us. He wants the best for you. Yes, even you. You know, we can't do this alone and we cannot do this without Jesus. And this is probably why in the passage, this is probably why the passage tells us that this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. You know, in you, I mean, in Jesus, not in you. You know, in Jesus, not in your understanding, not in your ways and not even in your attitude, but in Jesus, in his understanding, in his ways and in his attitude. You know, knowing this, we can say, God, I can't believe this is happening. But because it is, your word says your word comforts us. And it says that you will work things out for the good of those who love you and who are called according to your purpose in Romans 8, 28. God, I know you will bring something beautiful out of something so ugly. Only you can make the dry bones live. You know, when we come to a place where we can rejoice, when we can pray, when we can give thanks during uncertainty, during 
fear, anxiety, stress, and much more, we see one thing, and that's God, and that he is in control. Is something stopping you from rejoicing, from praying, and from being thankful? You know, Christ is the foundation of those three words. You know, it's about Jesus and who Jesus is and what Jesus has done. You can try to do these things without Jesus, but the results won't compare. You know, I want to share about a brother in our singles ministry goes by the name of William Washington, a.k.a. also known as Holla at Your Boy. You know, when I think about him and I think when I think about someone being thankful in all circumstances, it reminds me of him. You know, I asked Will for his permission to share and he told me no. And I'm like, well, I'm just going to go ahead and share anyway. No, I'm just kidding. He said that, you know, I can share and that he gave me the green light. You know, when we be ha- when we have our Zoom discussions in the sing- in our singles group, you know, I asked the single brothers and sisters to take lead and host our time. And about a month ago, I asked uh, Will to lead one of our discussion. And he said yes. And he was very excited to do so. You know, but what I didn't know at the time was that he was lead- he was in the hospital when he was leading this leading our discussion. You know, and I was like, wow, you know, Will was out of his comfort zone. He was battling pain, but yet he still gave to us. You know, when I found this out, I asked him, I said, bro, you know, what's going on? How come, how can you still push through? You know, you didn't want to rest. You didn't want to do it another time. And he said, no, I'm happy to serve. You know, Will is happy to serve and I see the rejoice in him. You know, I love the way when he calls brothers and pray, even in the midst of what's going on, he still calls brothers and asks brothers to pray. I think about Will praying. And he's extremely grateful every time he's on a Zoom call. You know, he's he's excited. He's, he's His presence is there, and he's just grateful to give his heart. And I see that in him. And, Will, there's so much we can learn from you and learn from your faith in the midst of challenges. We love you, bro. And here are some practicals I want to close out with that may help us. You know, if you are finding it difficult to rejoice always, begin your day by reminding yourself that God has saved you by grace through faith and that God has called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. And if you're finding it difficult to pray always, make it a practice to talk to God, set aside intentional time for prayer and continue to cry out to God throughout your day. And if you're finding difficult, if you're finding it difficult to be thankful in all circumstances, look for things to be thankful for. Write it down. Write down the things you're thankful for. You know, you'll be surprised by how many things you have to be grateful for each day. You know, I have some discussion questions here. If you want to take a, a screenshot of it when you go into your Zoom, you know, there's three questions. The first one is how, how is God's grace inspiring you to be joyful? How is How can your prayer life be more inspiring? And how can you be thankful in all circumstances? No, thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for for attending. I hope you're encouraged by God's word. You know, I love you and have a great time in your Zoom discussion. And lastly, I want to say happy Veterans Day for all of those who served and who have been in service. Have a wonderful time. I love you. Casey out. You've just listened to the Metro LA podcast. For more information about our ministry, please visit MetroLARegion.com 